Yo, yo, yo. Oh, yep, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my shoes are off. Sorry, I apologize to everybody. My feet do not stink, though. Mm-hmm. Nah, man, I've been had my shoes off all day. I hate, um, as much as I love socks, I fucking hate wearing socks, like, in the summertime and shit, so I always try to make sure I wear, like, sockless. I feel shit. that. Yeah. Do you see this shit? Jalen Hurts, his name the starter at uh, Oklahoma? Don't they, uh, who's the other quarterback? Um, I'm not sure, you know. Baker's gone. Oh, they got, uh, what's the, the what's kid from Kyler Hawaii? Murray? Is he still there? He's still in Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Where's Jalen Hurts at? He's you're, talking about, you're talking about Tua. Yeah, I'm going to be following college football. Tua's, yeah, Tua's in Alabama. Jalen Hurts transferred to Oklahoma. Uh, it's crazy that they let him transfer, though. I thought they was going to, um, I thought he wasn't eligible to transfer. I guess he played because. They should let him transfer. Tua. They let coaches transfer. That's a whole different can of worms. They let coaches boy. go from school to school. Absolutely. They can just coach. You want to get into the whole unfairness of college football, we could do like five shows on uh, it. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's, you yeah, know. Nah, like, I, I don't like it at all, bro. Because, and I hate how, like, people talk hella shit about the players. You know what I mean? Like, they talk mm-hmm. mad shit about the players. Like, it's weak and da, da, da. Like, yeah. these coaches continue to get second opportunities and shit like that. Like, who was the coach of Tennessee? The basketball coach was Bruce Pearl. Oh, yeah, Bruce Pearl. He be yeah. cheating his ass off. That's what I'm saying. And then who was the other dude? Uh, 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 Chizik, whatever his name was, the one that was with Auburn? Patino. Uh, yeah, but Patino was a good coach before. Like, he's, he's coach on the, on the professional Tino's level. a dirtbag, bro. Well, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying as far as quality. I'm just saying he's a good but coach. But he's a good-ass coach. That's all I'm saying. That was it. And I, I I mean, I'm not saying, like, I think he's a bad person. He got my boy He got my boy a ring, what? so I'm cool. Yeah, Peyton. Shout out to Peyton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's, for me... Yeah, cool. I'm just saying, some of the stuff I be seeing these dudes pull off, I'm like, yo. It's the worst shit ever. Like, I'm not a perfect person either, and I do some dumb stuff, but that's, like, egregious. Like, Look at, um, I, uh, what's the coach of Clemson? Um, fucking um, Dabo? Yeah, yeah. Dabo Swinney? Yeah. yeah, like. I don't know about him. The fucking scumbag, bro. Like, I don't they even they know. brought up, like, paying the players, and he was like, for what? Like, what are the players? Oh, yeah, yeah, for? I seen that. Like, yeah, nigga, yeah. you're making eight mil a year off yeah. these coach, you know, off these players' backs. Like, yeah. that's the most. Egregious shit ever, and like the players can't transfer. Remember yeah. the one, the one cat this year didn't get a ring from the last year's oh, national yeah. championship. But hey, that dude wasn't even on the squad though. Like he played gotta, four games for the team. All right, then you and don't get a ring, bro. Then he, did he quit? No, no, he he couldn't play the fifth game, or he wouldn't be eligible to transfer. They told him he had he was gonna sit. Uh-huh. If he would have played a fifth year or fifth game, he wouldn't have been able to transfer the uh, next year. And okay. they told him they was gonna bench him. So it's like, what do you do? You know what I mean? You gotta choose. So is he still on the roster? Um, I think they were like they deactivated them or whatever okay. it was, but I mean, but still, like, come on, G, that's not fair. Mm, or you could stay there and stick it out and get your spot. He was a senior. He wasn't gonna play the next year. They told him it was gonna bench him. I don't. I don't got much. You know nah, what I mean? I if he, he made a conscious decision to sit out, and that's, that's yeah. But he got to deal with those. He consequences. helped them win games. It's not like he sat on the bench for four games. I and understand then just that, win. but then he made a conscious decision. To, to sit out to like that team. was his he, he left on his own will so it's, to <clears> me it's just like alright you left on your own will but like for kids that are making decisions and they don't have any control over that or whether they're getting paid or whatever that's where I that's where I, I think I it would like be different if he requested unfair. the ring if he requested the ring then I see you know like okay fam you left anything you made a decision but it's another thing for the coach to just honor that like yo like you've been on this squad for four years we won two national championships you helped us a get good to this coach point. would do that who's not holding a grudge against yeah. a player but, that's I they, but yeah. he just wanted to hold on to him as a fucking, like, a security blanket. Yeah. That's the part that I don't fuck with. Like A good coach, no matter what the situation was with that kid, he clearly didn't have a relationship or he felt burned by him. Yeah. And so he was feeling some kind of way and didn't offer him a ring, which, to me, I would have gave the kid a ring. Like I would have given him a ring. That. It don't cost but, you nothing. No, I don't. But yeah. at the same time, like, 
he also made a conscious decision to not. So he, he, so he, yeah, you. But then he started to attend the school. He started to be there. You know what I mean? Like you're still. It's not like you just transferred. You just gone. Like if I'm a coach, if that's me, then I'm giving him. And you giving me four years already. So I want to honor. I want to honor that as well. You know what I'm saying? Actually, actually, something like that's gonna come up on my uh, USD thing. Something dope. Okay. On my USD little little thing. Well, uh, we had it wrong last time. I think we were at episode. I I said episode forty one. Welcome to episode forty three of the Reef Show. I said episode forty one last time, but I said that twice. And I was wrong. One of the homegirls corrected me. She's like, no, you did that one already. Um, so I'm here today uh, with my guys here. It's going to be a very interesting day. Uh, very great conversation I think we're going to have. Um, we already arguing. Yeah, I'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hear my guys, man. Can you please do me a favor and introduce yourselves, please? Speck, you want to start? Uh, people call me Speck. Um, I make hip-hop music and stuff on the internet. You're just a troublemaker. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, Dave Jones, uh, the Deacon Online, and basically, I just I'm a a dude that does a lot of things. Okay. I don't really pigeonhole myself into one thing. I fuck with that. I like that. This is gonna be tight. Um, I want to wrap up, but I do want to thank everybody that came out last night um, to the first live recording of the. Well, we didn't record it, but the first live. Um, I don't. Know, I don't know what to call it. The live event, I guess. The first live event, the re-show, we went live last night. Um, we did a thing at ETC, so shout-out to those guys. Shout-out to Umi, Daz, uh, P, Bougie, um, everybody involved in the whole collective for allowing us to come out, you know, and um, just kind of celebrate and talk our shit. Shout-out to everybody that was in attendance. Um, shout-out to everybody that retweeted. Shout-out to Perry Porter. Shout-out to Izzy, his lady, who was a big part of what happened last night as well. Uh, Perry dropped some amazing uh, gems on us and just let us know Basically what he's been up to, you know, we had a breakdown of his album, Bobby Ross, how amazing the album is. Uh, we talked about some of his placements. I don't know if you guys know, if you guys ever played the UFC video game. He's in mm-hmm. the, is it UFC? UFC 2, he's in that, which is dope to fucking know. He's in the UFC 2 game? So you left before that, yeah. He's a, he's also in the new Cyberpunk 2077 game. He got like a couple songs in that, yeah. which is fucking dope. Like, I had to run the, he told me, Izzy told me, he was like, he's in the trailer. When you first, when the trailer first comes on, that first song that you hear, that's Perry. Oh, and I was like, what? Crazy. So then, you know, I played it back. Uh, my guy, Devlin Dynas, put me on to, to that game. We've been watching it over the past couple of years. So to be able to work with somebody that's involved in it was, like, amazing. Like, that shit was dope just to find that out, you know. So uh, shout-out to Perry, man. He's, he's, he's blowing up. Um, shout-out to everybody, again, that just contributed to that event last night. The next one is going to be um, tentatively September 22nd. It's going to be uh, me and Nacho Picasso taking a dive into his album, uh, Nacho so I'm excited to go on that journey with that man. Um, so just kind of stay tuned for some of the details. That's going to um, be an interesting convo. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I love Nacho. That's my guy. So we always yeah. have great conversations about art, anime, music, food, porn, <laughs> yeah. whatever. So it's going to be tight. Nacho's crazy, man. Yeah, absolutely. So that's going to be uh, some really dope shit. Um, it was, I took the day off today. So I've, I've had a long weekend. How's the weekend been for you guys to treat you guys with? Beautiful. Yeah. Weekend was good, man. Uh, we had our office part like yesterday was a trip, cause that, and that's why when I came to the uh, live, yeah, I was coming from a game. So we just had an office party, our office summer party, <clears throat> earlier that day, and then I went to my game straight from there, and then I went straight from my game to that, mm-hmm. to your thing, and then yeah, so yesterday was crazy, and then Saturday I just chilled and got ready for the party. Edited a video, dropped a video for Don Williams, my guy, uh, Tacoma. Yeah, you know. Uh, You've been working on the video shit. I've been seeing it come up, and it's pretty tight. Yeah, just, you know, some one-offs, just working on my craft. That's all. Yeah. Always just producing I something. I want to see more shit, man. I want to see you put the, the shit out. What do you edit on? 
uh, Final Cut. So, I mean, I yeah, I do. Uh, so, basically, yeah, I'm on Final Cut. I'm not one of them people that's like, oh, Final Cut sucks or use Premiere. I don't really care. I just mm-hmm. do whatever I do. It's, yeah. a, it's more about the final product. It, it, less than, you know, Your edits have gotten better, I'll say. Both the of them got, years. yeah, yeah, for sure. I, level, I, I just always try to keep getting better, you know. That's yeah. all it is. And, um, but look, most of my stuff is real estate stuff. Though. I have, like, we have 25 episodes of Inside a Boat, like a mm-hmm. blog just for our, our business. So the whole first year basically is documented. Mm-hmm. Um, that got an Innovator Award for Inman News. I don't know if anyone's familiar with Inman, but mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. a real estate. Um, there's like National Association of Realtors and then the Inman. They both have like national followings. and nation- uh, Inman actually has a website, Inman News. So anyway, we got nominated for Inside a Boat for... Um, an innovator award, so that was cool. I wasn't even expecting it. Don't really who nominates that type of shit? They do. I don't know. I who's, mean, who's I just that? our name was on there, and it was like, man, that's cool. My wife's been fairly involved with Inman, so I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's definitely oh, Inman didn't nominate it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know who they are. It's, but a, it's a national like shout out to them. Yeah, it's cool. So anyway, gotcha. Yeah, that's okay. where most of my video work is right now. But that's why I do the basketball stuff one offs, just because I need it. And that's mm-hmm. that's my passion. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Uh, respect. What you working on? Anything. You just dropped. I just dropped an album, um, video editing stuff. Uh, mostly that. Uh, the primary just happened, so I'm kind of like in a down, a down, <laughs> downward spiral right now. <laughs> gotcha. But like, but like in a good way. Um, and then I'll kind of ramp back up as October approaches and things get crazy. Okay, we're gonna talk about that a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, okay, gentlemen. I want to. Um, you guys are both um, what I would consider like very music savvy individuals. Um, I think I sent you guys out the list earlier, right? So mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Something. So I know there's been these lists going out. Top 10 producers, top 50 rappers, top 50 producers, top 50 whatever the fuck else, right? Uh-huh. Um, but one that really caught my eye was, uh, I think it was Timberland's top 50 producer list. Have you guys seen that? Oh, no, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen Tim's? Okay, no, I'm, I'm pulling it up. Li- I'm pulling it up right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, um, so Tim had a, a list, top 50 producers. It kind of surprised me, the placement of some people. Um, yeah, it just, it, it was it was crazy. Because uh, I think he had 40 way higher than I thought he was going to have. I think he had 40, like, top 20. And then, okay. I mean, I'm not saying he's not. It just surprised me yeah. that, you, you know, know. But honestly, 40 was, like, in my top. He was he it, it was close to being my top. Really? He's honorable mention. He's, he's there. The range that he has? He's dope. He, he, have four, he has 40 at 12. He's going to be there. But he's st- but 40 still got, got time, though. Well, all these, oh, I mean, some of these guys still got time, period, though. Like, Just Blaze still has time. But the, what's what's the trend though? What do you mean? He got that joint on the Rick Ross album. That's crazy. Yeah. But what else has he done? I don't know. Lately, that. I, mean, I yeah. think ju- I think just Jay Blaze is like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, recently, so nothing, like, just Blaze is in my top. top. Always don't working. get me wrong. <laughs> They're always it's he's still out, creating beats somewhere. Don't get me wrong. I know yeah, that. Yeah. But like, and he's still DJing everywhere. Like yeah, he'll do yeah. like a set of like I'm just, Bowl or. I'm asking the question. I just ask questions. I'm not. I got you. I don't even know. My, he might be top five on my list, though. Cool. You know, but I still ask 40? questions. No, just Blaze. Oh, just Blaze. He's definitely up there. Okay, yeah. Like, he's there's no question. For sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. easy. Um, yeah, and like, I, I was kind of surprised he had R. Kelly on there. I, I guess I was kind of surprised he had the, the balls to put R. Kelly on there. Yeah, that's ballsy. Up. He's an old man, I feel like. Tim, look, you're not going to say shit to Tim. Yeah. We ain't going to say shit to Tim. you going to say to Tim? Like, <laughs> not fucking nothing. I'm not saying <laughs> shit to Tim. All right, so I wanted to ask you guys, um, before we get into these shout-outs and shit, um, if you had a top five list, who would be your top five? Is that too hard? Is top ten better? Ooh, or is top five more top concise? Top five is tough, man. Yeah. No, let's go top five. Let's do it. I top mean, five? We okay. Gotta, you know? Top five uh, producers all time. I'm just speaking hip-hop. 
Okay, so because he has hip-hop. Quincy Jones one, but the Quincy Jones is not hip hop like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I'm got not, you. You know, um, go ahead, Spec. You you go ahead and start this one off. Probably like uh, I don't have a particular order for the top five, but Q Tip, Pete Rock, Dr. Dre, Kanye West, Timbaland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Theory. And and you can't really go wrong to me. So like right. mine's is different. Okay. And, I, and I'm giving the ode to, so my criteria is a little different. So Prem, obviously, because yeah. the chopping and whatnot. Dre, obviously. Uh, Ninth Wonder, I put up there in my top five. And the reason why is because he, he was using Fruity Loops. And nobody would be producing right now the way that they're producing if it wasn't right. for, like, it was frowned upon at first. I remember when Ninth was dropping on Fruity Loops and then people were, like, kind of sh- shunning him for that. Right. He's making beats on a computer. Like, the real hip-hop dudes weren't. About that, so I was like, "Man, that's cool." You've ushered in a whole. You changed the industry, yeah. Yeah, Odyssey is one of my favorites. Oh man, okay. Yeah. Um, and then Vitamin D. Nice. The architect of a whole sound that, from this area, in my opinion, right. I don't know. I, I might be wrong, but to me, that's how I view Vitamin D. Like I always, I put him really, really high on a pedestal because, right. to me, Jake One, you know, like, yeah, Vitamin D had had that sound. Jake One took it to yeah. the next level, right. and Jake to me is in my top ten. So. Mm-hmm. Vida's got to come first. You know, it's, it's interesting to look at legacy. That's, that's how I see it. Like different trees, and, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, number one to me would be Teddy Riley. Is my, yeah, uh, I for, mean, I'm that's not for gonna, me. I'm not going to argue with you because, on that. Because uh, Timbaland comes from that tree, and mm-hmm. Pharrell comes from that tree, yeah. and Missy, and you know what I mean? Just so yeah. many people. So, from again, and that's just me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Teddy Riley. Um, you too young. You didn't even grow up on Teddy Riley's music. What do you mean, man? Hey, I, <laughs> hey brother. I, um, the new, the whole new Jack Swing shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, I, when I was younger, like, Black Street was yeah. super huge, See, you know what I mean? So, Black Street is your point of reference. My point of reference is Guy and K-Fox. Okay. Not like, K-Fox for me, but Guy, definitely. Yeah, K-Fox used to be the station. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I was telling him, I'm, my age is showing No, it's right all good. Now, by the way. But it's good to have that, though. Yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that frame of reference is good. Uh, let me see, Kanye's up there for me, uh, Pharrell's up there for me, um, I think JD doesn't get his flowers because without JD you wouldn't have Lil Jon and that whole sound. You yeah. know what I mean? You would have Nelly and that whole. You know what I mean? So it's just. You mean like Jermaine Dupri? Yeah. Yeah. Jermaine yeah. Dupri. Um, yeah. And then I I I, I love um, and it's kind of getting off. I think it's outside my top five, but like LA Reid because mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't have like one of my favorite albums of all time is Crazy Sexy Cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like without man, if it wasn't for L.A. Reid and, and Babyface, you wouldn't have yeah. your Outkast and your TLCs yeah. and just... Absolutely. Everybody, your Usher, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't have none of these guys. I so, bought a lot of those tapes. Right, I so... Used to, yeah. And that's why I said legacy means a lot to me. When we're talking about just producers, I mean, Dre's there too as well, but, you know, for me, that's... Oh, you're going to have some cats listening mad. I don't. Did you say Dilla? No. Someone Nobody was like, said oh, you didn't say Dilla. Yeah. And I'd be like, yo, I liked Dilla. He just wasn't in my top. He wasn't in my top five. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but he's definitely. And I know some cast is going to be pretty upset about that. Oh, yeah. That. There's going to be some cast, like, in your mentions about that. Oh, I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. we're not, we're not going to do the arguing back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> you say what you say, man, and that's cool. You move the fuck on. Um, I do want to um, do a couple shout outs real quick. So, last week we spoke about um, the mental health retreat. Um, the homegirl, uh, Ty, she's doing uh, a mental health retreat. Um, I think it's September 6th through the 8th. It's $100 um, just to guarantee your spot. And I said that I would sponsor $50 for somebody to go. It's only, uh, like I said, $100. But it's an amazing thing just for people within our community to be able to take, um, to be able to do. Um, and then my boy, Kev Johnson, he has his uh, group, Forever Green. And he just hit me today and was like, yo, I want to put a 50 bucks for somebody as well. So between that, there's two, you know, have scholarships. 
If you guys, somebody, two people just put up 50 bucks and you'll be able to go. Uh, food is provided. I think they're getting transportation worked out. Um, you'll have lodging, food for, like I said, that, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and you'll have a ride back as well. Um, I think it's an amazing thing. I'm going to go personally uh, just because I want to be there, be part of that experience. It's going to be a great time. Um, you know, so and, and mental health is something that we need to focus on a lot more. Mm-hmm. And not so. just the whole, are you okay? Oh, you'll be cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of that shit is going around. Don't just tell somebody that they'll be okay. You never know. So, um, you know, you get a chance to sit and talk with your peers, you know, and, and talk talk things mm-hmm. out. There's going to be a ton of games. Um, again, a ton of resources. Um, just some time away from everything. I think it's mm-hmm. out in Cleelum, I believe it is. Okay. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll be out, you know, outside the city limits and just be able to have a fucking good time. Relate to people. Talk to people. That's dope. You know, um, tell your story. You know, get an opportunity to be in an environment where you're not judged and you can talk freely. Mm-hmm. And all those things are fucking important. And I don't think we open the doors to each other enough to be able to have those type of conversations. Sure. You know, again, especially in um, uh, judgment-free zones, you mm-hmm. know. And don't tell nobody's fucking business, dog. Like, don't take nobody's shit and be like, yo, I heard this person. Like, that's the shit that we're trying to get away from. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Ty's doing an amazing thing. This is her second year doing it. Um, so, you know, everybody try to make it out if you if you possibly can. Um, you guys ready to get into this panty question? Hey, go ahead, man. Yeah, I don't really know what it is, but I'm ready. Okay. I'm very curious <laughs> to see where this goes. No worries. Okay, so David, very familiar yes, with yes, the yes. question. But he's laughing, bro. Like over here laughing. <laughs> he knows. Okay, so the panty question comes. Uh, the panty question is basically, if you were to describe yourself as a pair of panties right now in this moment, just like an encapsulation of your day, you had to describe yourself oh, as. Oh, it's like a philosophical question. Absolutely. There we go. Oh, fuck yeah. I can answer that. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> I was like, I don't really know if I have a lot of panty <laughs> opinions. And all day I was kind of like, How, what do I feel passionately about? <laughs> but if it's philosophy. It's yeah, like, man. So if man. you were to describe yourself as a pair of panties. Okay. Like. Then you want to go I first? Like you want to go first? Just kind of lead the... I mean, it's not going to be a sexy... Like, because right now, like, I really it was thinking about sexy. today. No, ahead. no, it definitely ain't sexy. <laughs> like, today, I feel like, you know, them Hanes cotton panties that women don't like to wear? Yeah. That's what I am right now. Like, I just... You know, because this... Right now, at this point in the week, I'm creating... Like, I'm dropping a podcast tomorrow morning. Okay. I got to get finished a video tonight. I got... You know, I'm just hella... Hella... Um, I'm a utility dude right now. That's, okay. what, that's what I feel like the Cotton Haynes panties is. They're just there. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not there to be sexy. They're not there to look good. They but they hold it to, together. They're just they there to hold, it, hold it down for the time being. So that's where I am right now. I'm a <laughs> pair of Haynes Cotton, 100% Cotton panties. Got you. Okay. Spect right. you want to go I'm, ahead? I'm going to go Cotton, too. Oh, <laughs> laid back, I laid back. Okay. But, like, you know, something playful. Okay. Matching top, because I'm still trying to, like, keep it together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but relaxed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> up with some color <laughs> what color what you got all co- fucking uh, uh, rainbows rainbow polka dots oh okay <laughs> why not just, right, just having some fun I'm stoned as fuck yeah okay hey. <laughs> I fucking like that I like that I'll take that uh, <laughs> Hey, that um, ain't me all the time though. I want to. I want to make it clear. Like that ain't. That ain't a, I'm just. You oh, know no, I thought I mean? it was just in the moment. It's in, in the, the moment. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to clarify yeah, yeah. that. I'm in the moment. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's yeah. I got you. Um, thank you for being good sports at that. That's fucking tight. That, yeah. Um, right now, I would probably say that I wouldn't even be like an exact pair of panties. It'd be more like terry cloth, like boy shorts. You know what I mean? I've been running around all day. Um, I want like a little breeze. Cause I've been hella hot all day. I don't know what the thing is. I took the day off of work. You know what I mean? I just want to be, like, lounge. Like, I went to bro's house earlier, took a nap and shit. We ate some food. I took another nap. 
I've been chilling now. So I used to be two naps. Absolutely, got to sometimes. God, I'm saying we had a late night last night at the podcast. So you know, so like you know, a little Terry Cloth, you know, a little maybe like some crushed. Uh, they like some velour. Oh damn! Kind of boy shorts a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but kind of like the loose fitting joint. Like you said with the matching top. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just yeah. I'm just chilling, just lounging. Okay. Doing my thing. You oh, see, I got some shorts on right now. I'm comfortable. Okay. Yeah. No yeah, socks. Just... Shit. You know what I mean? So boy shorts, huh? Yeah. Okay. But the terry cloth oh. ones are like the kind that's the not necessarily supposed right. to be panties, but they're kind of like pajamas. They got do they got your name embroidered on the back in cursive? They probably said baby fat on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The little kitten, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe some Forever 21. <laughs> I'm still chilling. It's, I'm mad comfy. Uh, I'm mad comfy right now. That's um, funny. Yeah, that's all I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. Um, let's dive into the meat and potatoes of the shit, man. I really want to talk to both of you gentlemen about. Um, so, really quickly, um, you guys are both really well versed in your various fields. I know, Dave, we talked about education with you. Mm-hmm. And I know, Speck, we talked about um, politics a little bit. Uh, well, you're extremely, like, involved in, in that field. At least you're really well-versed in it. Locally, yeah, yeah. Locally, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and so I thought about when I'm curating the list of guests that I have when I come on, I thought about the two of you, and I thought about how education and poverty or lack of education kind of go hand-in-hand. Hand, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Um, and I thought about how those two things kind of overlap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw something the other day. I think I tagged you on it, or you mentioned it or something like that, mm-hmm. as far as, like, yeah. Rainier Beach, Cleveland High School, and another high school like had no funding from their alumni mm-hmm. groups. And I thought about, you know, like, what the trickle-down effect of what the trickle-down effect of that was. Yeah. What is the overlap between education, or lack of education and being in poverty? You know, mm-hmm. and so, um, in Seattle, specifically, there's a really, really, really big homeless population. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much in Tacoma, I wouldn't think. Oh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a homeless population. Right. Tacoma. I would just say not as big as Seattle, not I don't a, think. Yeah. Well, maybe just more people in Seattle, period. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I, when I worked at Honda, I worked across the street from Tent City. Um, for the past three Thanksgivings in a row, um, we donated a lot of food, and we got a chance to like see, meet, talk to those people. They're regular fucking people. Mm-hmm. They went to the same schools that we went to. Yeah, mm-hmm. they know all the same people and the same resources and the same institutions that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that's why I wanted you gentlemen to be here and, and have these conversations, you know, and just be able to give your—I um, don't want to say expert analysis, but you know, like your uh, input on mm-hmm. what you think contributes to those issues and why we're not speaking about them. Mm-hmm. Why there's not enough initiatives to help out homeless, the homeless population? Right. Uh, what we can do from a local government standpoint? What we can do as individuals to uh, impact and influence government? And in the day view with the uh, the real estate aspect, you yeah, and I have sure. talked about building generational wealth. Yeah, um, you know, just by amassing property. Yeah. So, uh, Spec, I kind of wanted to start with you. One, what is your um, opinion on the one the homeless population? You know, and like, what what can we do to affect that? What causes that? And why are we paying enough attention to it? Um, yeah, I mean, what, what, what kind of drew me to the issue originally is that, like, especially in this town, it seems like it's the only population that a majority of people seem at least okay with, um, people really, like, saying terrible things about and, like, being super dismissive in, like, really offensive ways. Um, it's, like, to me, it really mirrors the, like, national debate on immigration, and, like, Mm -hmm. I, I see some of the same, like scapegoating there that, uh, so that's kind of mm-hmm. what drew me into it um, right. so that's the angle that I'm coming at um, from it um, but I mean what ca- capitalism causes it and you know there's just a stratus a wealthy stratosphere here that controls everything and protects its own wealth from taxation 
and it just so happens that like this is a problem that the only way to solve it is to throw an immense amount of resources at it, public, account, publicly accountable resources. Um, and so there just needs to be like a mass political movement that's going to be able to show Address up it. at the billionaire's doorstep with the guillotine and say, <laughs> right. would, do you want to do you want to pay your taxes or would you like to step outside? Now, thinking about um, we're just talking about capitalism in a, in a sense. Thinking about a company like Amazon, right, who's making billions of dollars a year, mm -hmm. uh, but not getting taxed. What causes that? Because we're getting taxed. I get taxed. Mm -hmm. Lobbyists, straight up. I mean, Jeff Bezos was one of the biggest donors to, you know, protecting the constitutional uh, amendment here in Washington that makes it illegal to have an income tax. Um, him and Balmer from Microsoft. Microsoft. Um, mm -hmm. They kind of like spearheaded this thing and like they fought it in court and they fought it through lobbyists. They fought it locally. They fought it nationally. Um, to so not have to pay taxes? Yeah. And so it really is just like, you know, we passed a head tax last year. Um, they threw a bunch of money at it to overturn it. It was overturned mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. um, so it is just really like wealth protecting itself and like it just so happens that, you know, that combined with Citizens United where like money is speech. Like if you have all the money, you have all the speech mm -hmm. and you're just kind of able to like dictate the terms of the debate. Um, so Amazon is like such a big, not just in their refusal to pay taxes, but in the fact that they control the strings of government also um, and, per and prevent us from taxing anybody else. Right. Um, that's where we're at. It's a bunch mm -hmm. of bullshit, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, wealth protecting itself. Yeah, um, I think yeah. that that is a, a huge uh, fundamental issue. I mean, I, I get it. You know what I mean, it's kind of like nature in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. the, the purpose of life is to protect itself and reproduce, but at mm -hmm. the same time, like everyone else becomes collateral. Yeah, and it protects itself. You know, moderate wealth doesn't really protect itself that well. But like when you're talking about this extreme sort of wealth, like. Amazon. Yeah, like and that's that's able to like yeah. you know we we have we pass a modest head tax of two fifty, two hundred fifty dollars per employee, like not a whole lot of money, um, and somehow Amazon and Jeff Bezos are able to convince us that like we're fighting each other over this two hundred fifty dollar slice of pie, and, like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? But it's really right. just like he could just take out his checkbook and like yeah, you know what I mean? I right. mean, there was somebody there was an economist at Amazon who did a calculation that was like we're gonna pay. 50 million in taxes and it's going to cost us less than that to fight it even if it costs us 49 million to fight it like mm -hmm. let's just do it you know right. like, it's just That's that crazy. it's just that cut and dry for them over there with ev with everything and, and and so in fighting it um I, I believe in conspiracy theories i believe in payoffs i believe in all that mm -hmm. legal shit so i think that a lot of that is happening mm -hmm. i mean there's obviously oh, yeah. no oh i mean they, they're doing it right out in the open i mean yeah. they amazon's the biggest contributor to the seattle chamber of commerce Seattle Chamber of Commerce is the one who put Jenny Durkin in office. There's been Freedom of Information Act requests. Like, she was sending personal text messages with folks at Amazon. I want to say with really? Bezos. And, yeah, like, over the weekend after the head tax was passed. Uh -huh. um, and then sort of, like, was also sending backdoor texts to city council members. So they were, like... And this is documented? Yeah, this is all, yeah, this is all like, public record. Okay. Um, uh, they did, the Seattle Times did a big expose on it. Um, but so basically, like, it was literally, like, a backroom deal that took place right, between right. Friday night and Sunday night. Um, and then they kind of came in on Monday. They held a, re a vote to repeal it. It was, like, 
basically unanimous two people, um, Mosqueda and so on, didn't vote for it. Um, right. But yeah, so th- there's no like conspiracy or like smoky back room. It really is mm-hmm. just like a very mm-hmm. publicly paid for back room that they're like, Jesus you know, just openly just like, <laughs> right. you know, I paid for this room. Yeah. Let's have a meeting. So how do we, I mean, is there, is there anything that we can do to kind of combat that? Or, I mean, what is it that, uh, aside from, like... I mean, I really do think it's just, like, we need to start understanding, like, the politics of the super wealthy. Okay. Um, and the fact that, like, there's kind of, there's, like, an American ethos against income tax and, that like, small government kind of, like, right-wing conservative, you know, that's, like, a yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just need to understand that, like, those calculations are very different for the working class people and mm-hmm. and the billionaires. Um, and, like, we need to change public opinion so that we have the political power to go to those dozen people who control mm-hmm. right. so much of the wealth. The 1%. Right. Yeah. Or even the 0.1%, you know. Right. And um, if there's enough of us, they'll give it up. Okay. Dave, I want to ask you, uh, as someone who was in education before and deeply immersed in it as well, mm-hmm. uh, how do we educate ourselves on something like that? I mean, how do we, from the high, you were at the high school level, right? Yeah, I was at the high school. I spent 12 years at Stadium High and then mm-hmm. as a teacher, and then one year in Kent as an assistant principal at Mill Creek Middle School, and then two years at Foss High School as okay. an assistant principal there. How do we start to build these type of things into the curriculum, or is there a way to do that? There's a way to do that. Um, it's mostly just there. Well, there's they have to meet standards. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. like, I taught career and technical ed. So a lot of my con, a lot of my content in my class was about all right. So if you leave right here right now, what's going to, uh, you know, you need to be able to live basically. So right. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know. I taught financial algebra. So I had to teach the algebra portion. But really, we were talking you said about fi- financial algebra. Mm-hmm. What is I'm, so I've never heard so, that before. Uh, so really, I was teaching about. Uh, budgets. I was uh-huh. teaching about resumes. I was teaching about, like, I'll give an example of what some stuff I would pull off. So, okay. you remember when Donald Sterling was, um, he got outed by for, his, by yeah, his, for by his side piece. So, you know, he gets outed as a racist, whatever, mm-hmm. or a bigot. And so, basically, that next day or that next weekend, I was like, all right. So, how many of you guys heard the news? And Stadium at that time was a primarily white school. Of course, yeah. Um, and so only like three hands went up. And I was like, all right. So I gave the context and I told them what we were talking about. And right. so then their job for that day, the assignment for the day was to figure out how much money he was going to lose off of this. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, go find it. That's, 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 your, that's, that's what you do today. So like, but that's, that was just me. But you, that's why you got to have representation inside of the classrooms. That's why you got to have re- representation in there because whether it's at a white school or a black school or predominantly whatever or a mixed school it doesn't matter like you gotta have people that are actually like up on the topics and up on the culture of what's happening pop wise because um if you don't then you just get one one perspective of of education so was there pressure like with with highly politicized topics i mean because like that's the issue with taxation is like you essentially need to you know indoctrinate people into like understanding what mm-hmm. public money is and how it's accountable to the people mm-hmm. and how it's not accountable to the people you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um but certainly i could see like plenty of parents 
not being okay with that? Like, is there pressure in that? In that, I didn't feel any pressure. Okay. Yeah. Um, personally, because I always took a stance of, all right, we're going to look at both sides. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there, I, as an assistant principal, I did have situations where someone was like completely on the one side, and right. I was like, all right, you can't teach like that. Like, if you want to tell that side, cool, mm-hmm. but what tell the mean, other what do you side mean, too. What you say on a, as far as like pro, whatever the. Yeah. So. I don't want to give give all the information gotcha, because that's, that's but still like, you know you can't you can't you can't talk about one side and then not talk about the other side. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? Like you got to tell both sides and let the kid then make their decision. Well, Figure that's, out that's with the information that you give them. Right, right. Well, the, that's, that's not what happens though a lot of times. Right. You know. No one side. I mean, most times it's always one sided. Like you give, I give. You my we're all biased. Of course, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, we got to throw that out the window and you got to be like not biased. So anyway, the taxation piece though. But like, yeah, I taught a lesson on taxes. Mm-hmm. So tax brackets, new tax code. How do you fill it out? We fill it out a W-2, you know, like mm-hmm. W-4, 1099. We did all of those, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so like, that's the kind of stuff I was teaching. And, um, and then that led into discussions about taxes and where they come from. Why do we pay them? All those other kinds of things. And so that's what I was teaching. Like mm-hmm. right. I felt it was important for kids to be. Now, is that something that can be common, commonplace, like in high schools? I feel like that type of information should mm-hmm. be, it was but we didn't book. get that. It was in the book. It was yeah. in the textbook that we used, yeah. Oh, was it really? And then it's a matter of, like, how is the person flipping that into something dope? So, like... Right. <laughs> Making it teachable. I'll tell you what, what was in the book was not was not popping to me. Gotcha. I didn't want it. I mean, it was boring for me to even teach it. So, right. how do you make it interesting? So, basically, we I created a project where they had it. They pulled out. And, you know, that kid from, from the wealthy family, oh, you're, you're divorced with one kid. And this is your salary. And then every week, every day was a week. And so then they pulled out another situation. Oh, you got a flat tire. You got to pay this much. Well, how am I going to pay that one? Oh, shit. That was good right. the other day. So mm-hmm. it was just basically like a, you know, it was a whole big old thing. And so it was really good for kids to, it was a simulation. Um, it was really good for kids to understand, like, the struggle. You know what I mean? Like, and for them. And so there's a, there's obviously, there's something at the end where they right. can win. Or, you know, whatever. You win the game of life. But, like, they got competitive and hopefully understood something a little bit more than what they normally would so mm-hmm. got you um i was uh, one that's very valuable because a lot of teachers don't think that way i mm-hmm. personally believe because again i didn't i didn't get that in high school yeah i was gonna get that in college you know it was just all whatever the book said and then just throw it at you and then there's no real world application of this thing you know and again that's why i feel like you know there's an overlap when it comes to excuse me uh lack of education and poverty yeah you know what i get the when I, well, the most thing i'm most proud of though is when i get kids talking about Man, you used to play all them instrumentals in class, and they would never know what they were. But I was like, man, these are like the the newest instrumentals of the newest songs. Why do you play a song with no music? So you can think, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but now they look back and like, man, you used to play all the cuts. I was like, yeah, I did, but you didn't know it back then because you was too you was too worried about looking cool or sounding Mm -hmm. cool or whatever. It's funny, anyway. No, that's tight. Um, again, like that real world application, just even that humbling experience, like you telling them, like you weren't really listening. Worry about all this other shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, things are important. Words mean things. Lessons mean things. Mm-hmm. Pay fucking attention. You know. Um, I, and I, I just want to shift back real, real quick. Uh, Spec, I want to ask you just here on the, even when it comes to like lack of funding for education. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do we affect that? The list that we saw last week. I think Dave saw it. Again, you know, Rainier Beach had no money. Um, Cleveland High School had no money. Franklin, I didn't think, had, like, you know, any money. And these are all, you know, schools who have famous alumni. 
Yeah. I mean, know? but this is all by design. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. Link, <laughs> li- linking the funding to property taxes Facts. and then linking the rest of the funding to alumni is like, I mean, that's just a lose. I mean, I think it's kind if of a were, scapegoat kind of shit. You shouldn't put it on the alumni. It doesn't. It's not no, on the, the alumni. alumni. Don't got nothing to do yeah, with no, but like I understand. Like that's how they word it, though. Yeah, you know, it's just another way for them. It's just another way to get a leg up. Like it's just you right. know, if you know your alumni are poor, then you know they're not going to have any money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, know, right. you know that yeah, yeah. you know those coffers are going to stay empty. I mean, really, like at, at the state level, we just need to like have a pot of money that gets evenly distributed. To the public school district. That's like in, I, a, in a perfect world, right? I, I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. it doesn't, and, gotcha. and 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 we shouldn't. PTAs and alumni shouldn't be able to raise money that goes directly to their kids' school. And like, I get that. Like, I'm a parent, and like, mm-hmm. I understand. I wouldn't want to like make a batch of brownies that's gonna like get distributed. <laughs> like, but at the same time, like, right. at the same time, like, that's the only way we're gonna get out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Well, that happens it, though. I mean, even like on the most basic levels, like this year, summer's going into fifth grade. And they're like, you know, um, don't have to buy her individual school supplies, but, you know, contribute to, like, the class fund mm-hmm. right. that everybody can get it. And I get it because some kids don't have right. school supplies. Totally. Right? It's like yeah, you don't yeah. want to leave a fucking yep. kid out, and it's not their fault. But yeah. at the same time, it's But plenty like, of people in the North End would love to leave kids in the South End out, you know? Yeah. And so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we just need to make that illegal straight up. Like, you can't – you there is no checking account that you can give money to that's going to go straight to a school, I think. You know I mean? I don't know the way. Right. I'm sure, like, it's, there's a lot of... Well, I think seen, that they yeah, asked us to buy sides. supplies and contribute to the class, and everybody just kind of shares them, but right. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I would be okay with that. And because I have a pretty radical stance on everything when we talk about equality. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like we need to disproportionately favor black and brown people right. in general for, I don't know, minimum of 10 years. And so... That's a whole different conversation because people right. don't want to be like, oh, well, I might not get it. Well, yeah, that, guess what? Like, welcome to my world for the right. re- my whole life. Like, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, everything's not fair. So, um, I, so to talk about like equality, you know, like I, I, I like that idea. I'm, I'm all about the radical ideas because mm-hmm. right now we're just like, it seems like we're just treading. Water. We've been doing things the same way for so long. Right. We're not but get, that's, making any strides. That's by progress. design because equality then just looks like this. Well, that's because so, that's that's right. equality that's is subjective. Equality. <laughs> and that for me, like when people talk about like the, how unrealistic reparations are and how like we wouldn't know how to distribute it. Like that is a great example of the kind of thing where like we can distribute that across the city with, with like social justice in mm-hmm. mind. Right. So yeah. like, 60% of that money is going to go to the south end and 40% is going to go to the north and it's not going to be 50 it's never going to be, yeah, 50, can't 50, be 50 at least in my life you know yeah. Um, so yeah but but to to, your, to go back to the PTA thing like yes I have had experience so I was a high school basketball coach um, at stadium we had a $80,000 balance or something like that mm-hmm. for the basketball team? no just in the PTA just oh. in general the stadium boosters um, I don't know. It ranged from anywhere from seventy grand to hundred grand, something like that. But then um, I go to Foss, and there's three people on PTA or whatever yeah. that would show up all the time, and they have maybe three thousand dollars, and they're trying to figure out what to do mm-hmm. and where to fundraise and how to fundraise. And so, um, you know, and those people cared about their kids in school just as much as the other people did. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and that I'm probably jumping the gun a little bit here, but it all comes down to redlining, in my opinion. So I mean, like, that's a system. You know, redlining was a system. Then you have a mortgage system. Can I stop you right there, real quick, <laughs> for redlining? Yeah, not to all these not, different systems. Not to say let's get off track, but I do want, from your perspective, because you understand that a little bit better than I than I do. Um, mm-hmm. Redlining, just for those who aren't familiar with the term, 
those who haven't heard it, those who deny its existence. Can you break that down and talk about just the uh, the impact that it's had? So I'll just give like a real Cliff's Nose version so anyone can understand this. Basically, so there were times, like say with after World War II or whatever, but people mm-hmm. were coming back and they were building homes. And in order to get a home, FHA was, or Federal Housing Authority, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them, they were they had to loan people money, right? Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta borrow the money to take out a mortgage on a house, right? But within those titles and those and those rules, there were certain areas that would you could not lo- you could not lend a black person money to live in that area. And right. guess where those areas were? The really good, the area where there's views, the area where there's the so, the most desirable areas in the city. So if you look in any city in America right now, mm-hmm. and you pulled up their redlining maps. The most desirable areas in the city were the areas where black people literally could not buy a house. Like, by federal government policy. Like a mandate. You can't. And I still, there's still titles right now on homes right now where it's in the title. It's in the still in the title. Like, if you pull up the title report for a house, depending on the areas, you'll still see it in there. They, now, it can't be enforced anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's still but in the, the title. Still there. Mm-hmm. The, owner, the owner actually can go and, like... They can get it taken out, but it's all for naught. You know what I mean? We were in a house, a fat crib up here in Seattle, like uh, from my wife's clients one time, and they was on theirs, and they were like, man, that's just so messed up. A lot of the ones up north are like, yeah. Cov- yeah. like the covenant of the neighborhood. Yep. is just like, yeah. It was right Because they were doing that lake. after you could, after the federal did it, they did it locally, yep. here, right, too, sure through did. covenants and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's insidious. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like it's crazy. Like, you couldn't even buy a house <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so when you're telling you when you're talking about you're forcing people in certain areas and you're going to have a concentration of poverty that's mm-hmm. all man-made that's all done by policy that right. happened that wasn't on accident so now guess what i'm reading a book uh about the south of uh, chicago and how that all went down right now and i almost get i get mad reading it so i, I have to stop reading it in the morning because then my my whole vibe is messed up right but so then, you know, you have that concentration of poverty. And then guess what? Now the resources aren't there. Now the jobs aren't there. Now the schools are what they are. And it right. all starts from where you're forcing people to live and how you're forcing them to live. Like, right. that's just natural. It don't matter if you're black, white, yellow, orange, brown, or purple. That's just what it is. And then you add into that mass incarceration. Then you add into that uh, policing. Then you add into that um, the education and segregation and all, like, Everything is against it's, it's a like whole every system. system yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every single piece of the system has mm-hmm. been against black and brown people up until this point, and then we're finally well. They and now it just shifts and moves. Right. Well, yeah, because now different. you can get rid of Jim the red Crow line. Laws. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> get mean, rid of like, the red line, and then you still tie their property taxes to everything, and exactly. it's the same. So, so and that's the start of gentrification, right? What? Is that the is that how like gentrification is starts? Like you talk about the property taxes and like raising the value of that in order to take back the in my personal understanding of it, mm-hmm. to in order to take the lands that are now more desirable, because like you look at what's going on with the Central District, right? Mm-hmm. And it's prime real estate, mm-hmm. yes, right? Yeah, you look at the Madrona yeah. area, you look at what's going yeah. on like Sewer Park area, mm-hmm. like everything's over by the water. Mm-hmm. But those areas were redlined to begin mm-hmm. with, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Now they're taking them back. However, the fuck that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I understand gentrification to an extent, but not you know to the overall whatever I'm not as deep into it as some others yeah. partly probably because I ignore it a little bit because I'm like it's, it's happening there's nothing I can personally do about it that's by design though yeah but I was because like, did you learn that in your history <clears throat> class fuck no and you should right I mean if that's no, such a part yeah, yeah, of our yeah, yeah. history why yeah. is that not being taught in every single history class right and that's why I asked you like how do we get this ingrained you know or approved for you know uh, syllabuses and you know yeah, some people how do we get into the schools some people are talking about it 
in their classrooms, but not enough. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what the Seattle gentrification piece looks like. I mean, it's happening in down in Tacoma already right now, and we're like in the middle of it. And so mm-hmm. we're I'm in a I'm in an industry where we're somewhat we're exacerbating it. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we're we're at least not afraid to have that conversation though. Right. Like, so that's why I, I really enjoy the position I'm in right now because we can actually, we're, we want to be at the forefront of that conversation, mm-hmm. not just be exacerbating it and just being along our merry way with, right. like we were talking about, the 1%. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's not that's not how we roll. But so. to be clear, it would be happening even if you it would be you're, it, not, exactly. you're, not, like, you're not exacerbating it. Yeah, we, can, we can't control the market. Exactly. Like the market, right, market. Right, 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 right. Yeah. right. And, and Spec, I don't want to. I don't want to turn this like into a political thing where you're endorsing someone or anything like that. But like, are there any no candidates out there who are? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. But I just, I just want to know, like, are there any candidates out there that are running for office now? Um, you know, or anybody like any elected officials that are having these conversations locally? Uh, Shama is having this conversation at very high levels. Like, she's a lightning rod for. Who was it? Uh, Shama Sawant. Okay. Um, who's like the socialist alternative? You know, she's kind of held up as like the lefty socialist city okay. council member. Um, a bunch of conservatives raise money to fight her, mm-hmm. um, but she's the representative for the central district in Capitol Hill, so she's like intimately familiar with this stuff. Um, she's great. Tammy Morales down in um, Beacon Hill, Seward mm-hmm. Park area. Um, Sean Scott up in um, District Four. Those are like the three socialist candidates who like have rent control and general weight, generational wealth as like Jesus Christ core core parts of their <laughs> yeah and, and and like all three of them have really um, innovative like it's not old school style New York like rent control where it's like you know a certain percentage of your rent cannot mm-hmm. be rent. you know what I mean it's like there's clever ways where you mm-hmm. can control rent and subsidize in like creative ways. Um, and like those three people in particular are having this conversation like very honestly with nuance, you know, right, like yeah. not just kind of like throwing. On that on that topic, real fast, we talk about rent control. Um, I wanted to touch on this because I had to work the system myself when we talked about uh, you know they do what is it like uh, low income housing and, and mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, and you know it's like a it's like a wage it's like a roof. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can only make so much, so your rent can be this. Yeah. A couple years ago, um, I moved out of the manor and I moved into the um, Crescent Crescent. Was it uh, anyway? Spot in Skyway, if you know where it's at. Um, anyway, but I moved in there and they were like, you can only make I think it was like forty thousand dollars a year. I was working part time at Apple, I was making seventeen dollars an hour, mm-hmm. and but I knew that I was going to get another job. Like I knew my next job was coming, but I was like, for yeah. the time being, mm-hmm. on my application, I'm going to put that I work here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, oh, you're qualified, right. and I thought to myself, that's a fucking trap. Because how can you only make so much? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. My room was like 1200 We had a three-bedroom apartment. And I was like, damn, this, this fucking sucks. Because if I didn't have a plan to make more money, then half of the money I made every month, or at least more than that, would go towards this fucking rent. Like, that's right. fucked up. You know what I mean? Right. So I freaked it because then I got another job that paid like 60 a year or something like that. Did they check like, up on your on your income? I think like, you had to do it every, every year. Every year. We ended oh, up moving okay. out before the one year. But yeah. I was like, I know to do that. I'm smart enough to be right. able to like fuck the system over and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. But... Um, you know, like for those who get stuck in situations like that, like how can, how do you get a chance to save? How do you get a chance to get ahead? How do you go ahead and get a new car? You know what I mean? And how do you get and afford some right. of the nice things? And what happens if you have a kid? You know what I mean? Like right. these mm-hmm. situations, like they, they try to keep you trapped in Crescent Point. That's what they call it. Anyway, um, but they try to keep you trapped in these situations. And I looked at them like, yo, we got to do better. 
Right. We gotta, you know, and like I want everybody to fuck the system. Everybody work at Apple part time, so you guys can go mm-hmm. get a three bedroom apartment for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. They get a better paying job and stack <laughs> right. up. You know, is it public? The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. And so, but it's but again, like to tell someone that they make too much to live somewhere. Oh yeah. No. Totally. Yeah, how fucked crazy. up is that? You yeah, know, because crazy. on other applications for like homes or apartments or whatever, they say you can't spend more than like I think it's one thirty year mm-hmm. income mm-hmm. on you know whatever your rent is. Yeah. And it's, but in a situation like that, it's like you have to spend half your, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, it's a system, man. Again, like, that's why I said the lack of education and poverty mm-hmm. overlap, you know, yeah. like, and, mm-hmm. what, and what is that? And how do we combat that? I'm going to play a little devil's advocate, though. So, like, I, I do like the, the fact that you can get in there, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you at least have a place to stay. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I think that's important, too. But, yeah, I agree with the ceiling pieces. Like, yeah, you should be able to go and make us. And once you get in, yeah. it should be a... A, a commitment like yeah you can make whatever you want now because I'm helping you get on your feet exactly I'm, not, I'm helping you right. I'm helping like, you grow you can only be that here for one be or two years yeah. and in that one or two year span well, you have to you can be here for five years well I'm just well, I mean know, whatever maybe. it is though like it should be something where it's like Six like years, you said like a rehabilitation years, program in a sense we're helping you get right. on your feet you can only be here for a certain amount of time if you don't you know raise the stakes for yourself or qualify yourself right. better now you gotta move on because we gotta help somebody else out right. you know what I mean exactly. but that's not the spirit yeah. of that community and that's not the spirit of that business model so yeah. we just fucked up, right? and so. it's really just an inventory issue for yeah, public housing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, like, like you were saying, like being able to stay there longer, like that's why gentrification is so violent, is because it tears apart communities mm-hmm. just by like pricing pricing them out, or even just like putting you know a bunch of immigrants in a low income housing place, and then ten years go by and they're like. This isn't low income housing anymore. Right. You gotta go. Mm. Right. You know, and that entire community that's like learned how to exist basically on whatever it is that they make, like it doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna so. take it a step further too, because everybody needs money, right? We all need more money, right? Yeah. Like it's just a, a fact of life. And so what happens is in communities like that, people get to doing all type of illegal activities, right? People mm-hmm. selling drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, whatever it is that they're doing, I don't knock right? it. they're yeah. trying to get by, right? Supplemental income, I don't right? You're trying to supplement your income, right? Yeah. But yeah. you can only on paper you can only make so much. No, right. You're gonna check that and yeah. make more to keep you up. And so, <laughs> right. yeah. you know, dirt hustles. But but then what they do is they over police those areas. Like there's always cop cars over by the Crestons, always, mm-hmm. right? There were raids while I lived there mm-hmm. constantly. But and, so, and they're there because white folks in the North End don't want to read that their tax money is going somewhere where there's like dope dealers. Like that's what it is. Like like mm-hmm. it's it's their it's the pressure that they're putting on our like lily white mayor, you know, mm-hmm. who is then like saying, Well we need additional, you know, patrols in the mm-hmm. area. Right. Like, so it's like it's 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 just so tied to that white yeah. fear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean there's there's, um, a, there's that component and it's a money maker. Like right. we talk about private private prisons you know those are for profit so where are you going to get the most people's heads in beds Mm -hmm. right you're gonna go there or overpopulate yeah (laughs) right so i mean it's all it's all system it all is intertwined and the motives are all we we need to see it as a people we need the education on what to do we need a leader we need Mm -hmm. not a leader but you know we need community leaders whoever it is and be able to rally behind them and i think that there's always something to stop us from getting To that point, which brings me to my next point. What I want to talk about is it Antifa? Is it Antifa? How do you pronounce it? Antifa. Antifa. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard a lot of ways. <laughs> I, I want to be, but I want to make sure that I'm representing it pro- or saying it properly. Yeah. You know I mean, I want to make sure I'm paying it. It's, it's just due because I've heard so many positive and negative things uh, about that group. Mm-hmm. Um, and to my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's like the um, 
the left wing's, I don't want to say protection against the right wing's, you know, whatever their groups are and their advocates. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what it seems like to me. It's like there's the heroes and then there's the villains, right? Yeah. Depending on your perspective, obviously. Totally. Um, but, you know, like what, what happened in Portland, was it last weekend? Mm-hmm. You know, and you and I saw, we were talking about the videos online, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the thing with the hammer. Like mm-hmm. The hammer originated yeah. from inside the bus. Yeah. Those are the right wing conservatives. Yeah. And then like there's a whole smear campaign saying that the Antifa individuals mm-hmm. had the hammer. And so it's just, I just want to understand what that group is. Mm-hmm. I want the people to understand what that what that is. If you yeah. feel, I mean, first of all, it's not a group. It's okay, right. and like, and I don't mean that in like a like yeah, like some it, kind of they talking about them like this gangs now basically yeah, but yeah, it, it, ain't, it, ain't, and it ain't it ain't that yeah, it it really is just like it's a philosophy and okay. like you can be antifa like. I consider myself Antifa, but I'm, I'm Antifa. like, right, exactly, but like, exactly, right. His <laughs> like, yeah, right, right computer there. says Tacoma against Nazis for people that want to know, um, <laughs> which I fully approve. Um, but yeah, like you can do that work anywhere that you do work, right? right. And like, um, but of course, the like most public facing of the people doing that work are the people who are like actually putting their bodies in between the violent in people. In harm's way. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. The picture that was posted the other day uh, was a dude that was the black dude that was standing there with two individuals in the wheelchairs. Yeah, and it was like, and what was your sentiments about that? Because you commented on that, I think. Yeah. I mean, I just thought. It, I mean, I thought it was just totally badass. I mean, just the right. fact that like, you know, they are essentially still like militant, but they're thoughtful and intersectional and inclusive at right. the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I thought it was beautiful, and I thought it just like immediately flew in the face of the like narrative of these folks being, like, a terrorist organization, yeah, totally. which is just, like, absurd, but also super scary because, like... The threats are real. It could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I know I know many times I've posted things on the internet, and my wife in the last, like, few months has been like, can you, like, not... Like, oh, you got a family now. Yeah. You got exactly. oh, he, oh, he gets attacked. Yeah. yeah. And, like, like the Secret Service <laughs> oh, visited me a little bit ago, and so, what? like, she's really freaked out about it. But so, like, all this shit is real, and but it is super important to understand that, like, it is just a philosophy. Um, anti-fascist. Anti-fascist. So for those who don't, yeah. like, and oh, is that what I'm not I'm about, fa- I'm yeah. not about right. hating other people because of their race or ethnicity. That's right. basically what I'm about. So like, yeah, I'm anti that. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I accept everybody for who they are and what they are. And, and I don't you really work care. and you work, you work to slow down the creep of fascism. Right. right? I mean, like, isn't like, that, isn't that like what we're, isn't that what America's about? Like, absolutely. aren't we supposed to be the melting pot of the world? Yeah. So yeah. if we're not the melting pot of the world, tell me how, like, dis- not including certain races or ethnicities is right. Mm-hmm. Like, that goes against everything that we're, that we're built on, mm-hmm. like, as far as America, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So, like, how I, that's, that's why it doesn't register with me as far as how, how is that a bad thing that we're fighting, we're fighting for everyone to matter, basically. Right. Well, so like we were just saying all lives matter, and now all of a sudden all lives don't matter no more. Like, I, never said, no, for one. Right. I never said that. I'm just saying. No, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying that the people that wanted to say that in response to Black Lives Matter, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So you want to say that in response to? Well, now that's what Antifa is. Right. Saying. It's immediately disingenuous. It's imme- <laughs> like it's immediately <laughs> revealing of like the motives are not, like they're never yeah. acting in good faith. So can we just say it's racism? I mean. I mean yes, yes, yes. Because <laughs> that's absolutely what it feels like. To right, me. and that is the way that it like gets manifested most of the time. Yeah, um, full disclosure, I'm in an interracial relationship. I got mixed babies. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, I'm not, you know how people say, I'm, I can't be racist because I have a, I'm not uh, saying it like that. Some, I'm not yeah. saying it like that. What I'm saying is I really mean what I say, and I've, I felt, I've felt that way my whole life. Like, I never grew up 
um, understanding race until I moved out to Gig Harbor as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I got called the N-word in third grade or fourth grade, whatever it was. From And I was in Tacoma all the way leading up to that. So in Tacoma, it was just like, you are what you are, and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And then I moved out to Gig Harbor, and it was just like, N-word. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'll just say it. I mean, it's one. He was like, you nigger. And I was like, what? What is that? Like, I didn't even know what that wow, was. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's Never nuts. been called that. And then Ooh, I remember the first time I got called that. We had a football yeah. game in Enumclaw. Oh, yeah. I, I, I used to play there in my league. Yeah. Oh, I got a crazy story about it. Jeez. <laughs> Man, I mean, the first out. time that happened, I was like, what the yeah. fuck is happening here? I've had multiple situations at sporting events. Enumclaw, Maple Valley. But that's not all the people, there. though. Like that, That's not representative of everyone that lives out there. But I will say that I have had two situations. At, one at White River really recently. <laughs> this man was there. <laughs> Recent? He was there. Was it was it me and him. Yes. Okay. Very recently. It was crazy. Nice. That was the craziest sporting event I've ever been at. Ever. And then um, and then my brother, when I was in uh, middle school, anyway, we had something pop off out in Peninsula against White River. And that the, cold, the coldest part is, is some of the coolest cats that I played hoop with at TCC um, at that time, the Argos. Shout out to John Argo and uh, Banks and all them. And cool cats like you know so I don't I don't put that on anybody that just happens to be where it happened at mm -hmm. you know what I mean and so I would love to be um the white dude that like kind of sees and witnesses like their black friends like kind of go through that you know like I would love to see like the reaction I mean I would just love to just kind of see from like that cultural standpoint you know what I mean like because there are individuals who are allies like you are I see you speak up a lot you know and um but a lot of people stay silent in the midst of you know, a lot of these things that go on, like, you see a lot of the shit that happens with, even with Kaepernick, like, we talk about the, and we'll oh, get into that man, in just you don't want to hear my takes on that. <laughs> I do, actually. I've been um, all day on that. But I'm just saying, like, I want to I want to be, like, I, I want to see, like, from a, a white person's perspective, you know, like, how do you respond to that? Like, your black friend being attacked, you know, like, when there's racial slurs being thrown, and, like, the, the actual threat is imminent and it's real, you know. Um, what's the response? Most I've never... A goddamn thing. Yeah, I've Most never right. seen... I, see, I think it's more about, like, when you're not around black people, like, what is being said. Because that's when the conversations, I think, are mostly being had or the words are being used. And, like, what are you doing to stand up in around your peer group? You right. know what I mean? And that, <laughs> I said, <laughs> I'm looking at not Speck yet. when I say that. Like, but I'm not, I'm just saying in general, I'm speaking to anybody out there that's white. Like, I like that song. Whose phone was that? Is that your phone? I do like that song. But, like, yeah, we're getting hella like deep, man. I thought we were getting... Can we get? Can we? Can I? Can I give you a hot take on politics real quick? Like this is where I'm at right now. Go for it. So, basically, we're in an era of choice, right? Like, I can go out there and do whatever I want. I can listen to any song I want in my pocket from my whole entire catalog, like from my right. youth, in my pocket right now. Right. Like, I, that's crazy to me. I can go. I can order Uber Eats. Yeah. I can do all these things, but I only got two parties to choose from for to vote like that yeah. don't seem right to me and that's yeah. because it's all a system for right. balance and never really getting to where we need to get that's how i feel because like i'm really frustrated to be honest right now like when we talk about local politics or even national politics i'm right. on the fence i'm like man well i don't really rock with any of these people so like how what wh why can't we just have break up the whole thing and just vote for we all got phones we can vote. America's Got Talent. You can vote for the best person on America's Got Talent on your phone. Why can't right. we do that for? You know what well, I mean? I mean it's like, already getting it, hacked anyway. So it, don't worry. Don't even tell me about getting hacked because it's already getting hacked. Can I lend my opinion? Yeah, go ahead. Real fast. 
I'm asking permission to shit like you on the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it's 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 a system, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I I think that both those parties kind of have the same, like you know those. They say we sit on two sides of the aisle. It's the same fucking people. These are the same people you're going to go have lunch with. These the same motherfuckers you're going to go, you know, you guys know each other's families and all that type of shit. All that stuff is for show, in my opinion. I agree. You, you know circus. each other. You guys are protecting each other's interests at certain times. You know what I mean? Which is why you can have somebody like Kamala Harris, who's now just hella pro-black all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, <laughs> she's eating pork chops and shit. But you know what I'm saying? But, like, <laughs> but, you know, but she had like all these policies in place that affected black and brown people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the pork chop thing was, man, come uh, on. Yeah, and, and I was like, nah. I don't give a fuck about you eating a pork chop, bitch. Do some other shit. Yeah, like, come on. Man. Reverse some of these policies or work to reverse the policies that you know affected the people that you're not trying to pander to, right? So for right. me, it's everybody's all part of one particular system and it's all financial. Like, and, and I don't understand why everybody's trying to like just win the black vote. That seems to be the biggest fucking thing like, of all these candidates. They just want to win yeah. the black vote. I understand how influential and affluential black people can be. Hispanic vote is the key, man. <clears throat> it's the biggest growing Latinos. population in the U.S. Like the fastest growing population, right? I mean, so I mean, and I'm not saying pander to anyone, but my thing is, like, again, these people always protect each other's interests. So whether you're voting Democrat or Republican or whatever it is, somebody up there, if you're in that position, if you are part of the one percent, you're going to benefit from this somehow, some way, mm-hmm. because it's not like not to say that Kamala Harris isn't gonna. And I, I don't hate to attack her; she's a black woman, but she's the first name that came to mind. Uh, but I don't think you're attacking her. We can, we can criticize, though. Well, yeah, I just don't want it to seem that way. Like I'm, yeah, yeah. You know. But, you know, any one of those people may have an independent business that's now benefiting from the tax breaks that's, you know, being sure. levied at, you know, the 1%. And so they're all benefiting. Yeah. Fuck us, right? Like, it's the erasure of the middle class that's happening right now in front of our eyes. And we're all being affected by it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I can take my $80,000 salary job. That don't even make me middle class. Mm-hmm. This makes me, like, upper, lower class, right. you know? And... Ugh, I get so fucking frustrated by it because I'm still struggling. Yeah. Like, gee, I put certain parameters in place to where I don't, I shouldn't have to struggle through life. Right. And I'm still fucking struggling because there's so many things I've been taking care of. As my salary raises, the cost of everything else fucking right. raises as well. So, like, I want to go to the store and, like, get groceries. Like, I spoke on here, you know, last week about getting EBT. I had to lie to fucking get EBT. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And now I don't get it. It just fucking expired. And I can't get it renewed because my coworker doesn't work with me anymore. He's not going to lie for me. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, like, I'm not just going to pop down, you know what I'm saying, the Safeway and not have to spend 80 to 100 bucks just to eat healthy to make sure that me and my daughter right. are eating fast food every week. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, everything's fucking raising. Mm-hmm. Where do we draw the line? How do we... That's why I love so much what Naima Clark is doing, who used to be on the show often. Um, she has her own farm. That's dope. We can invest in her farm and, you know, the products that she has so we can continue to eat healthily, you know what I mean, without mm-hmm. having to worry about whatever else is in the food. And we need to support people like that, like community leaders like her. She's a community right. leader, in my opinion. She has an 8,000 acre farm or 8,000 square foot farm, I'm sorry, um, you know, out in Auburn. And she does a lot of great work through uh, her, her company, Rain and Half South. Um, you know, she's doing a, a ton of dope shit. Yeah, that's how it is. But we get steered away from that because it's the hard work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the hard work to do. It's not the popular shit. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take right. that extra step to do. And we've got so many things laid out over the course of our day. You have kids. You have a kid, you know what I'm saying? Wife, families, relationships, whatever right. it is. We got other bills to pay. Gas is hella fucking expensive. All those other fucking bills that we have. Like, yo, we got, it's got to get easier. <laughs> it's got to fucking get easier. Universal basic income, though. I mean, like, that's essentially just like EBT for everybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody, yeah. you know. I mean, because like you said, like, we just can't, there's too much shit going on. Like, we can't, yeah. we can't be worrying about I don't have a fucking time to dedicate, yeah. and I'm, 
And I love Naima, and I want I want to get her back on the show, like to be able to talk. But like, I, we don't always have time. Like, bro, I work from but seven thirty to right. five. And even like a, a basic income would just ensure like she wouldn't have to do that hustle either, right? Like, right. She could, right. She could spend all of her time trying to figure out how to like bridge that gap and like get right. her product right, 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 back. Right. Yeah, right, yeah. You know what I mean? Man, so. I'm trying to sell dope to the community. Fuck all that. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what not being real, but like you know, yeah. like we talk about supplementing your income, right? Like, what else do you have to do, right? Like, mm-hmm, right. I love photography, but I'd rather do it for free. Mm-hmm. Because I love to do it. Right. I don't want to have to make this a side hustle and like set up a site. Because then you like, get sick of it. That's why I don't do videos. Yeah, for because pay. now capitalism is involved in yeah. it, right? Like, uh-huh. So now the money is affecting yeah. the things that I do and like the way that I move. And I don't I don't like that. Yeah. I don't There's fucking like that. There's a lot of money video editing, though. You should really do it. Oh, I know. I, I, but, I, but, it, <laughs> but it's not as I've pure. I've done that right? route. No, no, I don't, no, I get you it. know, yeah, I've yeah, done yeah. a video for something yeah. I'm not feeling, and it's just like, all right. Expect you know as well, because you do music, right? So it's like, you And my main income now is video editing. Just oh, is it really? dope. Yeah, right. we gotta I mean, talk. Yeah, word. It's a, <laughs> but no, I'm. It's a good town. It's a good. Pe- I'm switching to DaVinci right now. Oh, DaVinci. Oh, yeah. tight. So I you use work like raw files and stuff, like raw video files. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just got hooked up with a Black Magic. Ooh, um, okay. But DaVinci Resolve 16 beta. Yeah. Download it. Okay. It'll change your whole shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> You're talking nerd talk now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, it's good, though. No, I, I had Resolve. I had the old version of Resolve. I oh, didn't yeah. know that. No, the new one is like okay. full function editing suite. Oh. Just as full function as Premiere. It Whoa. doesn't have the... It, you, that, you can set up the hotkeys to be just like Final Cut. It'll yeah. do the magnetic timeline if you want. It's like... Ooh. Anybody out there listening to Vinci Resolve 16, yeah. you can be making hundreds of dollars. Instantly, yeah. that's what's up. <laughs> Fucking do it, yeah. Supplement your income. That's Don't sell up. drugs to the kids. You can multitask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never look. This is never gonna be the drug free podcast. All right, this is not gonna be the way I tell you not to sell drugs. <laughs> sell, do your shit, man. Yeah, do what you gotta do. Yeah. Hey, hustle. I don't knock nobody's hustle, man. That's why we know. got like <laughs> we got like five minutes. I do want to get you guys hot takes on the yeah, Jay Z yeah. shit. Um, who wants to go first? I know. Well, I'll just talk real quickly. I know generational wealth is on here. I'll give I'll give it three minute, one minute, not even a minute. Go just buy a house. Like if you can own, own, and then just sit on it and let it let it appreciate. Because right now we have some of the highest appreciation rates in the nation. Well, at least in Tacoma we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I just really highly advise people to get in if you can. You know, like but if you can't, then figure out how you're gonna do it. Right. That's the hustle. And if you're white, figure out how to do it responsibly, yep. <laughs> not not in neighborhoods of color, presumably or preferably. Yeah. It's gonna happen, but just just make sure. Oh yeah, no, but like there's sure yeah, there's thoughtful the ways to do it, yeah. and there's there's because yeah, you can't get mad at somebody for passing on a great deal. Yeah. Like that's a great oh, no. fucking deal. I'm not mad at anybody, but I'm just yeah. saying like it's a big responsibility. Yeah, it is a responsibility. And like, yeah. and like we can we can stand to be better about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no, what's your what's your thoughts? All right, Hove. Hot takes. Who wants to go first? Go ahead. Are you looking at me? All right. So here's here's my thing. I don't care what Hove does. What Hove is doing is a smart move. Like my thing is on Colin and he, him, in my opinion, fumbling the ball at the one yard line. Cool, Colin. Yes. Oh man. Okay. Explain I got a, I got an issue with that. Can you talk about him fumbling? How do you? Okay. Ex- explain what you meant by and that. And this, I'm not getting into any nuance here. Gotcha. What I'm saying is, is you had, you had a he he spoke out on police brutality. Mm-hmm. The the narrative got shifted to. The military, Something else, you know, military flag, flag anthem, yeah. and then it got shifted to collusion and blackballing, and owners were coming out saying some coded language stuff that, was, to me, was racist. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> to me, the issue was we have this racist league doing this this really egregious thing right now, and people speaking out. 
he takes it all the way down. And if he was speaking on it, cool, but he wasn't speaking one word, and he was rocking the Afro puffs and the fist and signed with Nike, sacrifice everything. And then he had all this dirt on the NFL and all these owners and signed an NDA. That's the problem I have. I don't care about the money. I don't mm-hmm. care about anything. The NDA and the information didn't Do get out. Do you think that he really had dirt on them, though? Absolutely. Why would they pay him $40 million or whatever they paid him to, 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 I had to a, can it? I had a problem with the, the amount of money issue. that was released as well. So I'll get to, I'll get to that, but I, I hear you. That's my only issue. Gotcha. The so NDA. You gotta... I mean, I think the NFL is trash, like, top yeah, to bottom. I ain't, I ain't watched like, it since. But. Um, I've been at a number of protests at Seahawks games and NFL games, and, like, that, that fan base to me is, for the most part, a lost cause. Mm-hmm. And so I don't fully understand when Jay Z says it. You know he's going to somehow advance that. Like that to me is just like throwing money in the fire. Um, mm-hmm. But agreed. Uh, they talking about police a wise man. Yeah. What are they going to change with police? Well, yeah. this is, yeah. so, like, and not, and but that's the narrative well, shifting back to reform. Now uh, we're back to what Colin was actually talking well, about. Let's, well, which let's, is not yeah. which is taken away from what the NFL. Let me was say this though. Some, right. They said social anyway. justice reform, yeah. whatever that means. It's a very vague term, in my yeah. opinion. That doesn't mean yeah. that means shit, but it doesn't mean I'm shit. I'm not banking on the NFL for any type of social justice. Okay, let me. No. Okay, let that's me say not this. what I'm looking at. This I, is my stake on the whole Jay shit. Somebody said he hijacked Collins' movement. I say somebody had to do the work. This is gonna be a check cut to somebody, whether it was Jay Z, whether it was Jermaine Dupri, whether it's who do who would you rather have in that room? And I pick three, four people. Who would I rather have in the room? I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I ask people when they when they say, I like, I "Who would you rather have in that fam, room?" Fam, I don't have a. I would rather LeBron, nope. Obama, Hove, Hove, Oprah, Hove. I can like. Nah, I don't trust Oprah after the whole Michael Jackson shit. Well, Michael Jackson's a pedo. She was right. I don't trust you her. Need to get she get Michael Jackson's ass so up many, out of here, bro. Nah, I ain't playing Michael a, Jackson in my house fam. from a little kid on. I stopped messing with him after. after nah, and we've talked yeah, about yeah, that, yeah. but it's, I didn't trust. It's not even about. Yeah, what we've been going. We've gone back. And yeah, that. but like, it's not even about that. that. Dude, it's that dude about sleep on kids, bro. Like, come I, look, on, man. You. Focus, man. Anyway, my bad. All right, we only got a couple minutes, but let me say this. Focus, Oprah. Look, when it comes to Jay. I just, I, I think that he's going to, I, I don't know what he's going to do. I'm optimistic. I don't know what stands to come from this shit, you know what I mean? But I'd rather have Jay there because he seems to be the most progressive of those people that you just spoke about. I think that's right. I think there's a lot of like smoke and mirrors when it comes to a lot of those other people that you just may have mentioned. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think that Jay's going to get something done. I don't know what that thing is, but I'd rather look at it optimistically to say I do too. If it's going to get anything done, it might be Jay. Even too. if he just takes their money, he's going to spend the money better. Which is still fine. You yeah, cannot yeah. knock Agreed. the hustle in a wise man. I have no problem with that. Like, no you know? Somebody's <laughs> going to get a check cut. No yeah. problem. I would rather and I've it seen be... the way he spends his money. And it's not like, for the most yeah. part, it's yeah. on yeah. positive yep. things. Yep. Absolutely. Right. If it's just that, yeah, then I'm, I'm cool not, with that too. I'm not hating on Hope at all. Because yeah. then you can say, we well, took the funds and diverted them to X, yeah. and community programs, yeah. and you know, whatever, dog. I don't give a fuck what it is. But I just rather look at it from a positive standpoint than just to say he co opted Colin's movement. And like you said, like if Colin had all this dirt and all that type of shit, and if it was about that, then it should have been about that. If it's the narratives all over the place, I'm not even mad at Colin. Get your coin. King. I'm not mad at him. Yeah. I was just disappointed with the NDA. I hear you. I really do hear you on that. I do. Um, okay, we got to wrap up. Keith's kicking us out. I'm playing. No minute throwing on the bus, brother. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> I know we were late today. Um, yeah, this episode uh, 43. If you guys have some comments, which I'm pretty fucking sure you do. Please respond to the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, whatever it is, because I would love to continue to have this conversation going. Um, we welcome all thoughts and opinions. 
um, which is new because I usually don't give a fuck about people's thoughts and opinions. So I would love to <laughs> have this, uh, a further conversation about these type of things because I think it's good for our communities and I think it's good for us just as people to be open-minded about other people's opinions and, you know, just learning from one another. Um, again, it's episode 43 of The Re-Show. You guys, um, stay classy, San Diego. We out of here. Peace. Peace.